0: Welcome to the On My Way podcast with your boy Pernell. Got my right, man, man, right here. Joshua Dawn, And yep. we got the Big Easy here on the side. Are you, are you? All right, and we got a nice and a huge special guest today on the On My Way podcast who invited us over to this nice, nice room, nice area here in Pensacola. And uh, we got Mr. B. Free.
1: What's up, what's up fellas? How you How doing, doing man? Oh. Good man, just trying to be like y'all. Man, y'all blowing up man, big shout out man. <laughs> You're blowing You're up. up. You're blowing <laughs> up for <laughs> real. <laughs>
2: man, give the people a little insight man to who my profile Mr. Brian Freeman is
1: man. Ah uh, man, yeah, man, I, I don't like talking about myself. I'll be short and sweet. You know, I'm homegrown, man, man, uh, raised in Pensacola. Um, was, uh, went, went to Pensacola high school man, class of 02. Yeah, yeah. Graduated HS. Same
2: grade. Like kindergarten head start. Hey,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all boys wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, man. Um, End up going over to Fam U, man. Big shout out to Fam U. Um, you know, that that's why I really feel like I came to my home, man. Fam kind of really taught me. Um, my grind, my business sense, uh, my entrepreneur sense, man, my, my, my giving back to the community. So all the things that you see that you see on social media, man, I really hold a fan of you, because man, I mean, I'm just telling you from my involvement with um, Omega Sci Fi to SGA to just being around the campus, man, it just really helped me to be who I am. It was done, and that.
0: So where did the the concept of uh, Stumpfest? Come from? It, it, it was birthday famu, man. I,
1: honestly, um, when you when when I when I was at famu, I go back to the the Greek step shows, uh, the homecoming games, the feeling of homecoming, going down to the Florida Classic in Orlando, yeah. um, being able to be on the set for Friday. Like I took all that in, and you know, I, I, it really allowed me to um, to almost have a better appreciation, man, for black college. Like, I, I, I'm one of the biggest advocates of black colleges, man, just because I know what it did for me. Like, I was just telling y'all, it made me who I am. But those experiences, man, really helped to shape Stumpfest. StompFest is essentially a festival that pays homage to black colleges. So it it, it, it takes those experiences from the, the set on Friday at FAMU to the homecoming game, to the band in the stands, to the majorettes coming down, to the Greeks coming down, to the performance. It takes all of that and it puts it into a festival. And I don't think it's ever been done before. I guess we'll, I've been Googling and searching. I don't think it's been done before. So I think we might be the first ones to do it. So big shout out to the StompFest team, man. But it really was birthed because, you know, the passion that I just had for just wanting to celebrate the black college experience.
0: Did did the passion come when you were younger? Or was the passion just once you got the FAMU, you got to see and experience what they offered? Did it come from there? Because for me... I'm from Jacksonville. EWC is our is our HBCU, but we don't really right. see them too much. We've heard of FAMU and Bethune, but you know, football kind of pushes you towards Miami, right. Florida. Florida right. State. That's a great question because when I was
1: here, man, I, I was never exposed to a black college, and it's crazy because FAM is two hours away, yeah. and I I would have never known yeah. that, you know, being here. So I mean, I. I used to see like some of my mentors, like you know Coach Mr. Williams with his Southern shirt on. I'd see like Mr. Ross with like an Alabama state, and I didn't know nothing about black colleges. And those were some of my big, those were like the mentors for me. And it wasn't until I got to FAM, and was at FAM, I'm like, man, everybody talk about a black college. Is FAM you a black college? I didn't, even when I was at FAM, bro, I didn't even know it was a black college. So I had to go do some research, and I'm like, man, I was watching all these shows, like Different World, and, Cosby show and seeing how they had all of these little cuts. hits in there. right yeah, yeah. and I didn't even know it so I'm like man I gotta bring that experience to our city man because growing up you know we was not exposed to that man we just didn't I mean UWF PSC they do their thing here man but it just doesn't give you that same experience that we getting two and a half hours over in Tallahassee or well, you go you go left and you go west Alabama A&M Alabama State we just not getting those same experiences here man and for us, it just it, it just helps us to appreciate our culture. And that's why we see the big hashtag with StompFest for the culture because it's to really try to excite, even for the young people, the people that may be in high school, to try to excite them and to say, man, let me find out a little bit more about these Greek organizations to at least try to go to college. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as you being an assistant principal now back at
2: your alma mater, you know, it's important to give students more of an option. You know, you know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, HBCUs and, and really athletically and academically Mm -hmm. opening the light to black students back towards HBCUs and I wouldn't say instead of PWIs but you know giving it some more positive recognition some more positive light absolutely yeah like you know we talk all the time about you know these if you get a couple three four five star athletes committing to HBCUs how the athletic programs can grow how the funding for them can grow um, you know and how you get more people saying I'm going to take my academic career to
1: HBCUs the more scholarship and more grants and, right. and, and, and government funding, you know, we can get for these Right, and see, as, as a people too, we got to do a better job of of encouraging our athletes, man. That we know, because a lot of us, man, even as an administrator, I got access to athletes. I always tell them, hey, if you for every one, Division One college you consider, man, consider this HBCU too, because they can still get you right to where you're trying to go to just as long as a Florida State will. Um, I tell people all the time, you can go to. Uh, Howard, and they're gonna give you just as much information about you going to law school or going to get your doctorate as a Florida State. Well, I'm not knocking the PWIs, but I just know your avenue of getting to what you're trying to do next, whether it's the NFL, NBA, you can get there from it. <coughs> we got Hall of Famers who went to black colleges, so it can definitely happen. But I don't think we tell those stories to our kids enough for them to f- have the confidence to know that they could be just as great of an athlete at an HBCU and get the same exposure. Um, maybe not the same dollar amounts, but you playing with your people, and that's something that they can never be taken away from. So I don't think we talk to our kids enough about that. We don't, man. Yep.
2: You know, and that support is, is, you know, very, you know, essential. Like you say, like it's, it's just, you know, the fact, like you said, of playing with, you know, people that you recognize, being taught by right. people that you recognize, being surrounded by people that you recognize, and more than that, just you know, different types of black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and not feeling alone. You know, you feel together, and just differentiated spaces of our, of our own people, you know? And it's, yeah, I didn't school. get my
0: first black teacher until I had probably I think it was like eighth grade. I think it was my right. first time I had a black <laughs> teacher and then like and that was obviously that was big because Obama was in the race for, for presidency. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day it's like Alright, cool, you know, we got a, we got a black dude, we got a black teacher. And I felt like I was coming you know, coming around I went to one time, I went to a an all black school for my ninth grade year. And the excitement we got from Obama winning the presidency mm-hmm. and then when I went to uh, white high school, didn't get the same type of field that I got to when I went to that black high school. And so it kind of washed away the need to go to an HBCU because I didn't know, again, I didn't right. really know too much about it. Even though I had family members who went, they didn't really express to me what was going on when they was down there. Were, again, everybody's shooting for the, the bigger school or the the technically bigger school. Which was, so. Yeah, and you know, just thinking myself, I don't even
2: remember having a black, maybe one black... Uh, teaching high school for right. a civics uh, class, you know, one of them electives, and she retired shortly after that. She was at school for, like, 27 years, but, you know, the right. politics change and the climate
1: changes, and, you know, we're leaving. And see, that's a whole other conversation, man, talking about how our black boys, especially, how a lot of times they're equipped to be teachers. You know, they a lot of times black males make great coaches because they know how to relate to the young men, they know how to keep them motivated, and they know how to get the most out of them. That's the same thing a teacher doing. So right. a lot of times they feel like, oh, let me go be a coach. Nah, bro, let you go teach a social studies class. Go teach a history class. I don't think we have those, those conversations with our boys, especially the ones that go to college, and they major in psychology or criminal justice, and they don't know what they want to do. Bro, you can come and teach for three or four years while you're figuring that out. Put your forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in your pocket while you're trying to get to that next level. But again, a lot of times uh, we don't have those conversations with even the, the young men that's in college. I was in college, for example, And I thought I wanted to be a doctor. I took my first physical therapy, uh, anatomy, and physiology class. And I was like, nah, this ain't for me. (laughs) And they were saying terms. I'm like, nah, I don't want no parts of this. So then by me being a first-generation college student, I go take a psychology class. I'm like, oh, that's easy. Let me go do that. So I I changed my whole major, my whole career trajectory because of an easy major. And that, that comes a lot of times when you have young men, young women who don't have that direction, the people like us who graduated, who can come back and say, nah, bro, you can't do much with a psychology degree. That criminal justice, bro, unless you're trying to go be an officer for the next 10 years, bro, go do something else that's going to help, you know, put some money in your pocket when you graduate. So I think we definitely got to have more of those conversations, man, even about how our young boys or girls, when they get to college, how they choose their major. Do
0: you
1: think time is wasted when we don't? Choose the oh, right. most definitely. Most definitely, bro. When you when you look at people who have parents and grandparents who went to college, like my me. wife, her great-granddad went to college. So when she got to school, she knew from day one she wanted to be a pharmacist. You get people who <clears> never been to college, they wasting their first year trying to figure out what they want to do. Meanwhile, those universities is getting that check every time from them. So whether you know what you want to do or not, the university is going to get their money from you. And a lot of times, man, they waste their time First two and three years, oh, I'm just going to be a general major. I'm just going to major in general studies. Bro, what you going to do with a general studies degree four years from now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A job. I'm, I'm, right. j- I'm general. That's right. you need me to do, man. Right. And the university not going to tell you that. They're going to let you get that general degree. Yes. And send you on about your way to the to the real world
0: with nothing you can really do for real. Exactly. So Sometimes, though, I, I do think it is the, the fear of adversity. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like... When I first got to UWF, again, I'm, I'm older than these guys. So I came in 2012. Yeah. And so when I got there, went to the building, the business building. This is the first time the new building was open. So I got there. I'm literally the only black dude in there yep. the entire class. And that's from yeah. all my class. I'm yeah. the only, only black dude in there. And then I think my sophomore year, I got one other black dude in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would dress up every day, yep. every single day. And so in that one class I had, it was for finance. And I made an admission. Like, no matter what, if he's... Every day I have this class, I'm going to dress up because yep. at, at the end of the day it's going to look like both of these, you know, both of these guys are ready for yep. class even though we both passed it, the class or whatever. But I saw so many people who who were black students who were in these classes by themselves. In other classes, they would drop the business majors because accounting was hard, finance was hard. Right. And they'll switch their major to, you know, not saying psychology is not difficult, you know, not difficult, but the, the easier route it's for The easier them, route, absolutely. Yes. And I, I would say this, you know, I've had questions like, you know, how did you get a job right out of school? I got a job maybe like a month after I got, mm-hmm. got out of college. I was like, all the pain and hard work yeah. that I did, like, even though I didn't get uh, A's and B's, that, that was. I, 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 I know what I'm doing.
1: Exactly. And so, yeah. but. Um, and that's why family was so important to me, man. I remember being a freshman, man. Bro, my freshman year coming out of Pensacola, I ain't know no better. I was going to classes with a tall T-shirt on, with a grill in my mouth, with a do rag on. I'd be free I'm going to class. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm seeing my classmates coming to school with a suit on. I'm like, bro, why you got on the suit? Oh man, I got these business classes, business classes. Bro, I'm taking general psychology. What class you taking? Oh, I'm taking man business foundations one on one. I'm like, what? Who? What? I they, they don't bought that. I I didn't buy my first suit until I was about to graduate. But you know, again. It's, it's the differences in, you know, being a first generation college student and having some of those struggles versus somebody who's coming in with a plan already in place, man. And that's even why as an administrator, man, I'm trying to take some of those lessons that I learned. And each time I get a chance to talk to our students, I'm saying, hey, look, what's your plan? If you're going to college, yeah, that's all good. But what you going to college for And
3: and, and really have a plan before you get there? Because if not, you're going to be wasting money. All right, folks, and we back with the On My Way podcast. So be free, we want to talk about Stompfest. Like I, I, I talked with Tosca, your team member with the story, and mm-hmm. like and I told her, I was like, I saw people struggling at UWF, the Greeks trying yeah. to get a, a step so and can go on. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't brought a fest to the whole city. And not only yeah, did you do it good the first time, you now have it in the biggest venue in Pensacola. Yeah. That's amazing. Like how do you, how do y'all put that together? Well, we've been doing the
1: homework, man. We we this is not our first rodeo. We've I was fortunate even when I was at fam um, to help out with the homecoming step show. So even when I was a, a Greek and I was a bruh at famu, I was able to kind of almost intern with kind of the pro fights and my older bruh's and kind of yeah. go to the homecoming step shows to really get a sense of how the operations and the process goes. And it's a beast for anybody that puts on a step show. Knows, it's, it's difficult. Um, I also, when I was in school, I had a chance to go down to Fist, which is the Florida Invitational yeah. Step Show. Yeah. And to kind of really kind of pick their brain about what they do. So even before I came to Pensacola, I had homecoming step shows. I had Fist that I kind of was working with and was able to kind of really pick their brains. When I came here, we was able to, through the lamplighters, to do uh G-Code, which <coughs> has really grown from the first year we did it, we may have had 1,200 people. To this last show, we almost had three thousand people, wow. and it was a step show, man. But it, we we found our blueprint. We figured out how to promote it. We figured out how to get the teams involved. So that same team is what you know, kind of brought. We brought that same team to the table for Stumpfins. So again, we're not coming to the table as rookies. We really coming as veterans who have done these shows for the last five years. So we understand the work that has to go into it. We understand what the people in Pensacola and Mobile, for Walton Beach, and even from Tallahassee, what they appreciate about shows. Yeah. And I think we got a brand now, too. We've been able to really kind of have a brand that people really support. They know when they come to one of our step shows, they're going to get a quality show. They're going to get a team that's going to, you know, all access. Big shout out to all access. They always do our production, so they make sure we got the best light, sound, stage. Um, and we just got a good team, man, that we all on the same page. And, you know, with us now even being a little older, we don't make some of the mistakes that we probably would have made 10 or 15 years ago in regards to how we go about doing the show. We've been literally planning StompFest 2019 since a day after StompFest 18. We sat down and we said, look, bro, next year we're going to the Basin. We didn't know how we was going to get there. We were saying that the next day. So, man, this is it, – it's been a process, man. If anybody that's going to come after us and do events this big, it, it, take, it take a lot of grind because you really got to put together a good quality team and then you really got to kind of plan out every aspect of it, man, and just execute. Yeah.
3: Uh, what's Duh. that
2: balance, man? Like, I say, <laughs> man, you, I know your staff, man, you're all in your careers, you're all, yeah. you know, parents or, uh, you know, heavily in your careers. Like, how is it that you are able to grind out so much and knock out all of this, you know, um, yeah. and, and make it <laughs> like
1: It's just like y'all, man. It's hard work, man. You got to give up those early mornings. Sometimes you got to be up 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning Literally, me and my bro, uh Maxwell, we up sometimes 3 o'clock in the morning early. Okay, bro, what we got to do for Stomp Fest? What we got to do for this? What we got to do for that? Let's call Marcia Ambrose's team. Let's call Ha Ha David. So, it's literally, man, sometimes just sacrificing, man, and grinding. Um, the other part, man, is making sure you got a good team. You you, you got to have people with you that, that are just as hungry as you are to bring something to life, man. And I'll tell you this, man. I probably feel like we got the best team. And we've expanded, too, man. We've been able to work. With Juice Squad, big shout out to Juice Squad, main source marketing, uh, Brunch Effect. So we took some of the best uh, situations already going on in the city and kind of brought them together, man. And that's something that I really didn't see a lot of growing up. I didn't see a lot of the big marketing and, you know, different teams doing stuff together. So I wanted, even for fest to try to bring together as many of the situations that's already doing good as possible to really make it
3: something to everybody can win about it. Yeah, and that's what I really like about this, because like you said, I have grown up here, you grew up here at the time, it's like, you don't see stuff like this happening. And then that's why I we talked to man, so I was like, I really like what they're doing. And Stumpfest is really bringing all this together, is, like making man. something real big about it. And I think this is a, a real big come up for the city, because yeah. you know, like you said, I grew up here, ain't nothing like this going <laughs> around, ain't nothing, there's never been nothing yeah. for like, once you get to college, it's like a stalemate, you get here for school, you go, you go out in the surrounding areas, but there's nothing in Pensacola right. itself. And this is really bring something for now, and then I can see something like this happening. Oh yeah, the it's, the it's here to come. stay,
1: man. I would tell you, I I like to think of it as a big meteor, right, man, that's coming to our city and is gonna permanently change the way we do stuff. Because I really think after people see the the body of work when they see that Thursday, it's a quality event going on. Juice Squad doing. They see Friday. That Faith is doing her event. It's a quality event. Another Juice Squad event right after Faith's event. Then Saturday, you got Brunch Effect. Then you got the Stomp Fest pre-show. Then you got Stomp Fest. Then you got Sunday. And it's all well-oiled. Everybody's doing, putting their best body of work into one weekend. They're going to be like, man, the game is going to change. And I think it's going to create an avenue for us to have a weekend like Essence Festival. That's always been my end game is for us to have a, a HBCU-type weekend in Pensacola. That can rival something as big as a hangout fest or as big as an Essence Fest when it's an entire week's worth of things that we could do. But it's centered around the things that we grew up loving the Fam the Howards, the Hamptons, the Southerns. It kind of brings all those flavors into a big weekend. So that's the end game, man, is trying to have, you know, an Essence Fest type of weekend, man. But not just for the ladies, but <laughs> for everybody. Let it be something that's for everybody.
2: So, like, let me ask you, man, do you see Stump Fest kind of being like a stationary Pensacola only thing? Do you see it being like uh Rolling Loud where you got, you know, the, a big one in Miami and I think you have another one coming up in uh, New York? You know what I'm saying?
1: And, and different locations where you have these like it's traveling. Crazy you say that. I've already been approached about uh, some... Some Greeks in Dallas that said, "Bro, can we bring this stomp fest to Dallas?" Whoa. So I mean, we ain't there yet, man. I mean, I, I, I like to really kind of be methodical before we make a move like that. But this, already, but this already people hitting us up saying, "Hey, man, can we can we borrow that?" I said, "Nah, you can't borrow the name." But you know, we, <laughs> we we can kind of sit down and think of a situation. But I, I I think you'll see probably five years from now, man, us kind of taking that if that situation because the West Coast need a stomp fest. Right. New York needs a Stomp Fest. Miami can have their own Stomp Fest where it's just a weekend that celebrates that HBCU experience. So I think you'll definitely see it, man. It may not happen in the next five years, man, but I think it's coming very soon. I mean, and
2: honestly, it's, it's, it's what, about 58, 56 HBCUs? Yeah, it, it is. I could see this being not like a traveling show, but more like a...
3: Like a central hub to it somewhere. Yeah, you can have like
2: yeah, like it's a household name. Stumpfest is coming to an HBCU near you, you yep. know what I'm saying? And then you still have that one time of the year where Stumpfest is Stumpfest. You yep. like in Pensacola, Florida. People travel from all over to come to Stumpfest in Pensacola. They book booking flights a year in advance, they booking yeah, hotels and Airbnbs yep. a year in advance. But Stumpfest in, in, in some form of facet is still coming to uh, Morgan State is still yep. coming to Howard. It's still coming to um, you know South Florida, coming and, and going, hitting Florida uh, Memorial, yep. you know, and, and just hitting all these different HBCUs that don't get enough spotlight right. on its own, you know, and, and, and also at the same
1: time build up a uh, more of a presence, right? You and, know and, and the beauty about it too, man, if I can say this, is that it, it's really innovative because it, it, it took the concept of a step show. And it really kind of morphed it into a festival, as yeah, right. you guys know. The festivals what's in now almost there, there's a festival everywhere you go now. You got hangout fest, Rolling Loud. You got you got festivals everywhere. Right. And it, it, it and and a team has not yet taken the step show concept that has worked well for the last fifty years and have tried to put it into the festival lane like how we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not just going to be a step show. It's really going to feel like a festival where you're going to have people in the audience being able to stand up and enjoy. You know, just the the whole experience, the the live performances, the band, the music, and the Greeks. So, I in, in my mind, I want people to be just as hyped when they see the cues or the alphas up stepping as they would if they saw you know uh, the baby at a concert. You know, I want I want the Greeks to have that same energy when they come into Stomp Fest because again, I want it to feel like a festival. Right. So, I don't want you just sitting down watching and participating in a step show. I want you to come knowing that you are about the experience of festival and that every year after this. You know, it's even going to hopefully inspire the Greeks to change their approach to a step show. You know, sometimes the homecoming step shows, man, they be, and, and, and no offense to anybody, but the homecoming step shows have been being done the same way for the last 15 to 20 years, where they just get up, they do their quick steps, and then they leave. Not as much music, not as much feature performances, not as much live entertainment.
0: Seems like the effort's not as much as you yeah. it probably yeah, could have yeah.
1: been before. it's that to get it over you know? That's it. You know, I, I just think that it's going to take some some pioneers, man, to kind of just to move the Greeks into the space that a lot of people are already occupy. If you go to a hangout fest, man, it's taking a regular concert and it's turning this on its head. It, it's it's just an experience in itself. So why shouldn't the Greeks be able to move? their culture to that same space and have the same outcome. And I think that's when you said, you know, can Stomp Fest be something that's international? Absolutely. But I think it's going to take some of the Greeks also kind of being prepared to kind of change the way they approach up shows. Yes.
3: A, mm-hmm. I
1: definitely see that
3: because yeah. I'm not saying that we've been critical of it, but there's been a lot of recognition of seeing how HBCUs run. It's not, it doesn't always seem like collectively they're trying to push it out. And it's like, with something like this, Stumpfest takeoff, I ain't going to lie. It, it looks like it definitely will. Yeah. Pensacola ain't going to be able to hold this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This could be in huge. Yeah. It's, it's like you talking Man. about Atlanta. You're talking about Dallas. Mm. This is good. This is something that's going to take a lot of people to just, especially if it goes to that huge level. People come
0: together on this. Yeah. You said about Stumpfest week. Yeah. It, comes, it starts on, what, Thursday? Yep. Am I correct? Yep. So, what... How like again? Tell us how does how does this
1: rollercoaster is going to be? For man, it, <laughs> I, I will tell you this: um, it will be something for everybody. Um, starting on Thursday, you you will be able to kind of really pick and choose what activities you're going to have to enjoy. We've purposely put together multiple events between Thursday and Sunday, really, so that everybody can enjoy something. Um, Juice Squad, big shout to Juice Squad, man, they they have the college experience in the Choco. When you come, when it comes down to the college experience, man, they, they really get it right with the event. So, you know, we went to Juice Squad and we said, you know, let's let's put on something for the college kids on Thursday, especially with it being Halloween. So, I mean, they they got a whole Halloween event that they're doing, man, costume, just just all the things that you would appreciate and enjoy about a college event on Thursday night. Um, and then Friday, we've linked up with uh, Faith. You know, of course, man, y'all know Faith. She just yeah. does her thing. Well, I, I I pitched an idea to Faith for her to do almost like a DC go-go style live performance where she gets center stage, she can have her band, and we can just really have almost like a like a lounge type of concert before Stomp Fest on that Friday. So the welcome mixer is going to be at Cask and Flights, and big shout out to John McCorvey. He uh, allowed us to come in. He's going to have a light. They'll have that event with Faith. And Faith says she's going to bring the house down, man. I mean, she's going to do some of her hits. But she's also going to do some spins on some of the Greek songs. You may hear her do something with Atomic Dog. You may hear her do something what? with To Be Real. She's, she's going to try to put her own spin on some of those traditional songs that you've heard. And she's going to try to, again, make it live and, you know, up to beat. and something that everybody appreciates.
2: Most definitely. Yeah. Now, when it comes to actual Stunk Fest uh this year, I know last year it was a competition style. Yep. It's the Greek teams, uh uh some most of which were competing, others were just showcasing. Mm-hmm. But it was at the end of
1: the day, it was a competition. Is it gonna be the same this year or is it we're gonna have four Greek teams that are still gonna compete for $1,500. dollars
2: Okay. Uh, we'll
1: have we'll have some guest judges. We'll reveal that real soon. We got some guest judges from all over the nation to come down and be judges. But essentially we're taking the top four. Um, step teams in the nation. We've done our research and looked at some of the best from, you know, them winning a homecoming show in the past to them competing in other step shows. And us, they had to submit videos. So it's really been a rigorous process to try to find the four best teams. So it's really going to be uh, two sororities, two fraternities kind of competing and then a winner takes all $1,500 prize. And really what we're telling the Greeks is bring your A game. I'm not looking for as much of you to dress up and do what you've done for homecoming. We just want your raw best step just just bringing it. And whoever does that the best is going to win $1,500. So um, that's going to be a, a part of the show. But then also we have the FAMU Strikers. And the FAMU Strikers, man, you know, they perform with Beyonce. Um, they perform yeah. Super Bowl halftime. Okay. Um, they perform for BET Hip Hop Awards. I mean, those brothers there, man, they bring the smoke. And I mean, they got a huge following on Instagram. They're going to come do a step slash HBCU type of rendition for us, too. So not only is it going to be the Greeks, but you also got the FAMU strikers who are going to come and just bring the house down. While they're doing that, you're going to have uh, the, the Booker T. Washington marching Wildcats in the stands banging like you would at a football game. So in between wow. all of that, you're gonna still have So you the band. brought you brought
0: the entire the entire event and culture of <laughs> that's what N2. I said, bro.
1: Football game, step show, all of that is in one. So in between that, you're gonna hear the band just, you know, bring it.
3: In other words, folks, this weekend is going to be live.
0: Right. And we're back here with Stump Fest, Be Free. And so you said you got one more event going on on Sunday, right? And yeah. it's with Main source, main source, persona, right? yeah.
1: Main source. Uh, November third, from three to seven, uh, they have an event they call on the boat, which is really going to be a nice fall um, boat situation. So it, it's going to be nice, man. They got tickets on sale now. It's, it's going to be a nice event to mm-hmm. kind of cap off uh, Stumpfest weekend. Now, do you have package tickets, or is kind of like uh, <laughs> not? Just, not. It's going to be out of cart this year. Uh, we'll, we'll work a little bit better next year to try to make it one big ticket, <laughs> man. But we wanted to give people the idea. That you really can kind of pick and choose what you want to go to, you know. It's it you can't do everything that's going on that weekend. It, literally. I mean, if you went to the Thursday event, then you went to Friday, both Fridays. They, I mean, it's it's just not enough time in your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I may put out something if you can go to every single event that we got for Stompfest weekend and send a picture. We might got uh, all access free pass for the G code or for next Stompfest for you if you go to everything. But I, I'm not
3: recommending because again, it's it, it, it's a lot going on. Now. We've been talking about Stomp Fest, but how did all this happen? Like, I know this had to require some quite a bit of yeah, money. We, 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 <laughs> we, were, I think we
1: were very fortunate, man. We were able to apply for a grant through Fufu Fest. Um, big shout out to the, our Fufu Fest uh, team. Uh, Fufu Fest puts on uh, ten days worth of events each year, where they look for nonprofits to put together either an art, music, or cultural event, or a set of events to bring tourists to Pensacola. So last year, we applied for the grant and was like, okay, man, let's just do something. You know, we we had this idea for Stompfest that we had been sitting on for a while. So we applied for $10,000 last year, and it was a hit. I mean, we as y'all saw last year, man, we was able to sell out Brownsville. And, I mean, it, it it was just a hit. So they came back to us, and they said, look, man, we y'all did a great job of this, man. Can y'all go bigger? We like, can we?
0: We hit our, you know, yeah. we got the team
1: together, man, kind of. <laughs> Thought about the biggest we could do it, man. And we applied for the maximum amount that you can go this year. And a minority nonprofit has never received the amount that we got, man. So we we kind of in some uncharted territory right now. Right. They were able to give us, you know, the maximum amount to be able to put on Stomp Fest weekend, man, which was big. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was big. Big shout out to food Foo Fest, man, for believing in our vision enough to give us, you know, one of the biggest grants that they've ever given out to anybody that's applied for it.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And you know that's really a blessing, you know what I'm saying? To see that not only do y'all have the vision and y'all have the power to make it happen, but y'all have the other you know, uh, other people, other I guess the backing, really backing. Yeah. yeah. You got other people that believe in you believing you and believing what you got absolutely you, you know what I'm saying, putting on. Yeah. So, you know, uh let's talk a little more about, you know, our performances. You know, I know we have you know, Marsh and Bros coming on. The whole event's going to be hosted by Ha Ha Davis. Yeah, man, I, man,
1: I'll I tell you, man, our, our headliners, man, I'm excited. It, it's when you really put the entire body of work together. When you look at the Greeks, you look at the band, and you look at family. It's outstanding. Strykers, it's outstanding without the headliners. <laughs> so when you throw in a Ha Ha Davis, man, who got five million followers, and I tell you, I've talked to him at least four times, man. He is he is gonna have he's gonna act an absolute fool with the content of black colleges, Greeks. Cause he's going to do some stuff in between, too, man, to kind of to to really show you that he, he knows what's going on. And he might kind of pick fun of what we do and the stuff that we celebrate, man, in his own unique way. So, I mean, HaHa, man, I mean, big shout-out to HaHa Davis and his team for being able to, you know, work their schedule in to make it happen. And we got a, we got a drop from HaHa coming very soon. I just got it yeah. um, a, a few days ago. We're going to kind of tweak it and, and put that out. So, he, he got a drop he's going to do real soon. But yeah.
0: they was able to pull off something that I didn't know, right?
3: He got Manny Fresh. Oh, Ooh, man, got Manny
0: Fresh. That, that takes take, take, take you back. I'm going to tell you, man. I'm going to tell you. I'm going <laughs> right to tell you.
1: I, I, some of these young cats may not appreciate Manny Fresh what? as much as I do. When they get there, they're going to see, man, Manny Fresh, legendary DJ, Ooh. super producer from Cash Money, man. He's responsible for all of the Cash Money hits, man, that you've seen with the Hot Boys, Lil Wayne, Juveniles. And it's actually the 20 year anniversary of back that ass up. Wow! Whoa. So he said he' gonna do you know nine nine two thousand. That oh, yeah. was <laughs> the flow um, gonna
3: be, oh, really, gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> so, so he said somebody grandma's gonna be on the stage.
1: See auntie and them up there, man. But he said he he, he he I called him. He said he' gonna do something special, you know, because it's the 20 year. So he's gonna try to do some special stuff, man, just to kind of bring that
3: moment home. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, heart, man. See, I've been, I, I've been yeah. looking yeah. forward just because I missed last year's stuff. Yeah. So when yeah. they said, and then especially when they came here, I was like, yeah, I definitely got to go. Yeah. And now you see, haha, you see, <clears throat> man, it was my childhood, man. Right. It's like all the songs there. <laughs> and then even
1: with Marsha, man, you know, our, our goal was to try to get something for everybody. Like, I I, I played it out to her. I want the high schoolers to have fun. But I also want Auntie and Grandma to come in there. And they may not necessarily get all the stuff that Ha-Ha doing, but they're going to appreciate Marcia Ambrosius. Like mm-hmm. she, she's Grammy Award winning, man. She's wrote for Michael Jackson. She's wrote, she's yeah. wrote for Whitney Houston. Um, she was a part of the super group Floetry. So mm-hmm. she's going to close it out, man. She's going to do some things, man, to really kind of tap into, you know, Auntie and them. We're going to give Auntie mm-hmm. them a moment, too. It may not be as big as Manny Fresh's moment or Ha-Ha's moment, but you know, we wanted to put something in there for everybody. Because that's why we we really wanted to try to have what our performances, something that every single person, whether you 19 or
3: 69, you could appreciate something about Stumpfest. Like-
2: hey, welcome back to the On My Way podcast, man. We have our creative director of Stumpfest, Mr. Brian Freeman, with us today. Man, uh, Mr. Free, tell us about uh, these vendors, you know, that we're gonna have. You know, I know we talked a little bit about you know, the different vendors are going to have, different uh, entrepreneurs right. know, um, entrepreneurs, and everything. Like right.
1: That. So before StompFest starts, um, like I said, I was really aiming for like an essence vibe type of situations where you can come in early, you can <laughs> listen to the panel discussions, and you can also shop with the vendors. So for the panel discussion part, we call that infused, and we're going to have Some of the best young entrepreneurs, from David Castro, who has the Dungeon Forward, he does these caps, um, to Danielle Riley, who does the HBCU Culture Shop. She has almost like 20,000 followings. Um, We have a few other surprises that we have on that panel. But it's going to be a panel going on at the same time of the shop experience. The shop experience is really to put you on a campus of a black college before a game. you got all those vendors out there. You can buy the black college apparel the Greek apparel, you're going to have the shea butter, like all of those different <laughs> things that you will have at a black college. We're bringing those to the Bay Center. So on the floor of Bay Center, you're going to be able to shop different vendors, man. And that's a free experience. Like you just go out there, as long as you got your Stump Fest ticket, you can just go meet the vendors and they're going to have hats, apparel, just different things you can have, man. And and I heard we got a nice special podcast exclusive that's going to be out there, too, man. Well, most definitely. Oh, all yeah, yeah. my loyal <laughs> followers, all my Look for podcast us, people. will
2: be the official podcast of StumpFest. All right? We so end up. Ah! <laughs> 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 so we Come grab a picture. It might be some special surprises for you at the table. And keep listening out. We might be able to get you in there.
1: Yep. Look so, out, so, uh how, speaking of tickets, how are we purchasing tickets, man? I'll tell you, man, these tickets are moving fast, man. Every, every time I, I look up, man, Bay Center's calling and saying, hey, man, we're going to have to uh, put this early bird special off, man, because your tickets are going fast. Okay. Um But my goal was to make Stomping Fest as affordable as I could to everybody. Right. I wasn't trying to hit people across the head for a base Center event. So we really wanted to make it affordable. So right now, man, we got the early bird special, which is very soon. Uh, $10 ticket to get you on the stock fence. But you'll be sitting a little further up, but $10 with the hot-rise <laughs> tickets. Um, you got $20 for the mid-level, and then you got $35 for the floor seat. $35 tickets are almost sold out. We probably got maybe 100 of those left. And the floor seats, man, you're going to get an HD experience because you're going to hit a band, you're going to have front seat access to a lot of different surprises. So those floor seats, man, are right there near the stage, and you get those right now for $35, which is crazy for a base event because yeah. when I was growing up, for concerts, man, you, you'd be paying $70 to $100 for a concert. We got Manny Fresh, Marcia Ambrose's, Ha Ha Davis, the Greeks, FAMU. You can get there. You're in the building for $10. So, I mean, that, that was something that I wanted to do, man, just to kind of give back to, to our young people. Because I really want a lot of our high schoolers and college students to experience that for the first time. Because a lot of them, man, have never been to a Greek step show, so I wanted them to I didn't want the price to 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 deter them from coming. So I wanted to right. make it affordable okay. you them. Know, on yeah.
2: campus, man, I hear a lot of buzz going around, and these college students asking where they can get them if they haven't already. Right. And uh, so you know, I really think this is something they're looking forward yeah, to. Yeah,
1: they can go to our website, man, StompFest850, and uh, just click on the tickets, and you'll see it on the, on the page. You can also go to Ticketmaster. Since it's a Bay Center event, um, you know, you can't just, you know, come to somebody and just get a ticket. You got to go get the official ticket off base and, and on their website. So Ticketmaster, you can also go to their uh, their ticket booth and buy a ticket as well. Um, get them quick, though. Again, you got 34 days before Stompfest. Fest.
0: Would the tickets be any higher if they were to get them from these on the exact day?
1: Yeah, man, on the day of, you you may end up paying about $50 for a ticket on the <laughs> day of, man. <laughs> 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 nah, for the high-rise, they, they, they almost sold out. We probably gonna have really? to load the high-rise of tickets, man, pretty soon. Wow. They're almost cool. sold out, man. People have been asleep. But uh, man, these, I mean, these I'm mean, I'm telling you, man, these kids and they're getting their tickets early. So, I mean, you you I mean, may not have a seat in there, man, if that, you wait too chains, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh go to Ticketmaster, man, go to Base Center's website, or go to our official website, Stompfest850. Just click on tickets and you just click on the button, man. It'll take you right so to the how, 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 how long
3: is. we don't have tickets out for sale?
1: Say it, say it again. How long you don't have tickets out for sale? We don't have tickets out, man. We we put tickets out September 1st. So we put tickets out. Hey, they, they even know, made a it. <laughs> yeah, well, man. We still got a couple of nights. We <laughs> 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 so wouldn't have no seats left, man.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like hey, you gonna be in that.
1: But i tell you, man, big shout out, man, to juice squad and the main source, man. They they've been grinding all summer, man. You know, they went to the Atlantic Greek picnic. They went down to the big event. I forget the name of it, man. The one down in the, uh, that Orlando, uh-huh. that the Alphas do. Oh, uh, yeah. who, 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 who you went do? weekend, yeah, man. Yeah. They went down there. They went to Miami. They went to Mobile. They went to Tuskegee. Just really kind of just spreading the energy of Stompfest, Fest, man. So it's been a big buzz, man. I've, I've seen tickets all the way up in Virginia, people coming down for stomp Fest, man. Wow. So That's I'm excited about, you know, just the ability to bring all of that energy to the city.
2: Definitely. And again, to our followers, Stay tuned with us. We're going to have an opportunity to give
1: away five tickets. Yes, right? sir. I'm leaving some tickets with y'all. I'm going to leave ten with y'all today. Oh, ten. 10. Oh, oh man. y'all better look
0: for it. <laughs> y'all better <laughs> look for yeah, it. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man.
2: So three of those are already gone. That's, okay. that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> that. No, man, we're going to have ten tickets from the On My Way podcast crew to you guys, all our faithful followers, man. Uh, this week, we actually accomplished uh, over 300 your yeah. followers on Instagram. I'm doing the best, bro. Yeah, you doing Take good, some time, some work, you man. know. Yeah. Bro. yeah, we definitely, you know, we wanted to give an
1: on-air shout out to all yeah. of our, you know, our people for helping us get to where we're trying to go. You speaking know. of Instagram, man, make sure y'all are following Stumpfest850 on Instagram, man. I would say that we have one of the the most unique Instagram experiences, man. You know, we have. Little pop up situations where we let the Greeks hack our page for a day. They put up all their pictures and stuff, they man. Load. Yeah. They man. load them up. They load them up. Load them up, man. Load them. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, we've been doing that, man. We also been putting just just nice visuals out there, man. Big shout out to Yabui. He, he did our official pictures for us, man. So he he, he oh, yeah. put all yeah, of our man. oh man, yep. yeah, yeah, man. Yep. Now, you That picture with cool.
0: Crush. Yeah, oh man, yeah, I like I like that look y'all yeah, got on. Yeah, man, that that, that goes <laughs> back
1: to the to, to the to the whole idea of a black college being almost like Wonderland, man. When you step foot onto a black college, it's really magical like that. So as you see, a lot of our pictures, man, have been almost kind of magical, and that's kind of that, that that theme is going to flow into the show as well. You'll see a lot of creative things that we're going to do with that, man. Like I said, man, we taking a step show and just man turning it on its head, man, and really trying to push it to the future. See man, you probably have an HBCUs
2: around the country. Just about to, tell you the what the we're doing to wrong. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> let's do this. That. How, how we gonna get on up in there? <laughs> <laughs> so be free, man. We you know we introduced a segment last week where we had Jonathan Green of uh, Alpha Psalcom, mm-hmm. and um, you know something we just started is called from Frat to Fatherhood, man. We talk about how you know some of our older fraternity men, you know, the transition they take from college pledging mm-hmm. and you know just being a man on campus to being a father, or a husband, a uh, productive member of society, being having a career, man. So, tell us a little bit about that transition for you, how, how everything came to be what you pledged to be, a great Fraternity. A yes, B, sir. fraternity probably, yes, sir. You know, and um, and just your college days and really just, you know, how that transition happened to, right. like, growing up. I'll
1: say this about fatherhood, man. There's a certain time in a man's life when you're ready to take that journey. Um, there, there's a few things you got to almost have checked off first. Um, you got to make sure you get your degree first. Um, you got to make sure that you have some some solid money in your pocket, man. And you got to make sure the person you make that ch- that child with, you're gonna be with for a lifetime. Because when you don't have those things in place, you're almost setting that child up for failure. Because either you're not gonna be able to provide for that child, either you're gonna have baby mama drama where y'all are not in the same household together, or you're gonna end up in a situation where your child is gonna look at you like you have a man because you can't provide. So I've always been big on making sure that you handle your business first before you get to fatherhood. Thankfully, a lot of times, you know, us us guys in fraternities, we're able to, you know, go to college, get our career straight before we start having children. And for me, that's worked out better than anything else because I'm able to be probably the best version of a father to my boys that I was able to be in my life because I waited until I had all of those different things lined up before I even started fatherhood. So I mean I I would say to anybody, man, that's watching that before you start talking about having a, a child, make sure that you have, for one, found the the, the mother of that child that you either made the made up in your mind that you're gonna be with her for the rest of your life. Because if not, it's gonna make it difficult for that child, man. I, I see every day, man, um, young boys and girls at the high school level as an administrator, man, who grow up without fathers. And the fathers just be absent, man. They just and a lot of times, it's the same story. Oh, me and the mom ain't work out. She ain't like me. I ain't like her. I just started doing my own thing. Well, that child is going to have an effect. Like, that affects that child. So, when you don't have that, man, it just make it real tough
3: for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest things about having because like, I want a kid. I yeah. definitely want kids. kid. But I, I realize in the place of time I am right now, right. I refuse to bring a child as if I can't right. take care of the way I want to. You know?
1: Brother, if I would have had a kid when I was at here at PHS or when I was at Ooh. FAMU, man... I'd have been on morey Poving somewhere. <laughs> that thing would have been rough, man. But I'm just, it. And I was blessed, man, to to be in a situation where I was able to get into my career, you know, meet a meet a wife who was on the same page as me financially, equally yoked, and we was able to make a decision to have a child instead of it just happening the opposite way. We ain't got our life together, and we still trying to bring a baby into the world too. Right. So, and you know, one thing, you know, um, you we know, a lot of things were
2: happening this week. And I had to tell one of my friends, I'm like, you know, just because the situation between the parents don't work does not give an excuse to not be in that child's life. You know, the the family is ordained, you know, and, you know, whether that be co parents and whether that be in the same household, you know, that does not give you an excuse Mm -hmm. to not be a figurehead, you know, to that child. You know, so we definitely appreciate, you know, being being a good father, man, I love you boys, man. Yeah.
1: He carried it, you know, man. LeBron carried it. Yeah, man. And be rolling on the chair. Yeah, I think it's tough enough to raise a child with two parents. You know what I'm mean? saying? When you got two parents, it's hard enough because you still got to get on one accord about your parenting style and what you're going to instill in your children. When you don't have that in place, man, it gets so much harder, man. And, I mean, I was fortunate to grow up um, with a, a strong stepfather. My stepfather stepped in, and, you know, he, he was able to do a lot of what my dad didn't do. But I watched and I said, okay, if I'm gonna bring a child into this world, I need to make sure I don't make some of the same mistakes that my dad made. I need to make sure that, you know, when I get to a position, when I'm able to have children, that I, you know, make sure I take time out. You know, yeah, I got all these other things going on, but my son come first. You mm-hmm. know, that, 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 he talked about balance. You know, sometimes my boys will come with me on something I got to do. You know, they, they may come with me on the trip that I take with the lap or they may come with me up here when I got step practice or something with them. So. You just got to include your kids as much as you can in what you're doing when you get to that point when you're ready to have children. Right, yeah. You know, so, you know, um, before we close out here, you know,
2: I'd like to talk about that yeah. lot um, You know, for those who don't know, I get to be, you know, uh, the academic coordinator this year for the mm-hmm. uh, Pensacola Lamplighter chapter. I know you helped start the chapter over in Tallahassee, um, you know, officially and brought it over here to Pensacola. And I spread it um, out, know, you know, way ridiculously fast, you know. Ridiculously yeah. asked, you know. And um, just talk to us a little bit about, you know, what the program is, you know, and and the the impact it has on the community and the kids. Right. So uh, Lamp
1: Ladders is something that was started in Tallahassee. Uh, My line brother, Royal King, he was a part of a group called the Omega Sparks in Texas. And uh, they just really did a lot of mentoring. They would do different college trips. You know, they would have different step activities and it really helped to prepare him for college. So when he got to FAM, he used to tell me all the time how he wished there was a program like that here for our boys. So you know, we started it in Tallahassee, and we we had a very humble beginning where we just had five boys that we you know that we chose out of a high school, took them to the football games, started having tutors with them, and it just grew because there's a need for it. You know, almost every single day after we started that ten years ago, it's been at least two or three parents a week who've hit us up saying, "Hey, can you do something for our boys? Can you help our boys in some capacity?" So I mean, it, it it's a natural need for you know, mentors for our boys. So, I mean, it, that, that, that became my passion. That that really became my drive for not only me getting into education, but also me doing events like StompFest and G-Code. Um, one thing people don't know about G-Code is that 100% of those proceeds go towards scholarships and towards their annual trip. Everything that we make from StompFest, every ticket that we make, is going to go back into the Lodge program. So it, it's a method behind us just doing events. We're not just doing them to put money in our pockets. We're doing them so that we can give scholarships. Last year, we gave $15,000 in scholarships to our seniors that graduated last wow. year. Wow. So, and that came, that came from us being able to have events like G-Code and, you know, the different events like Stumpfets. When we make those monies, we put that right back into our program to be able to go on trips like the ones we took last year where we took our boys on an amazing trip. I went up to the NFL Hall of Fame f- yeah, for all of man. us. That was our first time going, <laughs> and, you know, in the last four years since we've been doing events like G-Code and stuff, we've been able to take young men to New York, Washington, D.C., Dallas, Texas, um, NFL Hall of Fame. I can't even remember everyone we went last year, man. man we, this was we, amazing. It man. was amazing, right.
2: Went to the Louisville Slugger uh, Museum, right. and just, just places I, I personally, Growing up, you know what I'm saying. I just never thought. I'd right, it and so
1: that ex- and that exposure really does help the the boys to to have a sense of purpose, and it helps them to really you know connect better with themselves and with other people. Man, I didn't have that growing up, and a lot of young man. men growing up here wasn't able to say, yeah, I've been to Washington D.C., yeah, I've been in New York, yeah, I've been able to sit on the steps of the uh you know the White House, those type of things. And our program has allowed us to be able to do that. So just as a shameless plug, if, if you buy a ticket to StompFest, you're also helping us to be able to take our annual trip. Next year, we're going to Los Angeles. So we're going to take our boys over to L.A. just to get them out of Pensacola and get them exposed to more cultural activities. And we're also going to try to give $25,000 in scholarships this year. We have uh, 15 seniors, and we're going to try to give them all some good money, man. So all of the proceeds, again, from StompFest that we raise, man, are going to go right back into um, the community.
0: Yeah, one of the uh, one of the uh, – isn't, it like, president of, of FAMU right now? Or it was like, he ran for uh, president? Senator. Yeah, yeah. Citadel, yeah. yeah. Freshman, Big shout-out yeah. to Marcus yeah. Thomas, yeah. man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he, he successfully Frenchman. ran. He got
1: first seat. So, that means he's the number one um, senator right now, man, FAMU, man. He he attributed a lot of his success at FAMU, man, to his ability to come through the Lamp program and to be able to kind of use those same – attributes at FAMU most definitely we're yeah. seeing the fruits of our labor most definitely no not let by this plug you know what I'm saying but shout out to my man Amon McKinney
2: grew yep. up you know, seeing a young man in my church in Sanford, mm-hmm. Florida man just made the center of the seat as well Yeah, but yes man alright everybody thank y'all for tuning into the podcast today again we got Mr. Brian Freeman with us uh, creative director of Stumpfest man make sure that y'all get it, as many events as possible man Stumpfest this year, October 31st through November 3rd, man, a wide variety of events going on in Pensacola, Florida. Make sure to check some of them out. All right. Go ahead and get your tickets on either Ticketmaster or StuffFest850.com. All right. Go ahead and get them now, man. Wait, Don't wait. Don't wait till the 15th or the 1st, man. Go ahead and get your ticket while they're here they're flying. All right. Make sure you also follow StuffFest850 on Instagram. All right. Stay tuned in to all of their events. Mr. Freeman, man, I like to thank you for coming out, and joining us again today. Always
1: a pleasure, brother. You gotta make sure you bring us back, man. We gonna bring the almost thought fest team. Almost oh, done. We definitely back. have you yes, back on Yes, fest. All right. Also, guys,
2: make sure you stay tuned to the On My Way podcast Instagram page. All right. Pay attention to our podcast. Pay attention to our postings. See how you can win one of the ten tickets that Mr. Freeman is graciously giving us. All right. All right. I'm your man, the Big Easy. I got my man Pernell Bills, Mr. On My Way 18, and Joshua Darns underscore that guy you know. Yup. Out. Good job, man. Right.
0: Good job. I'm telling you. Thank you guys for tuning in to this video, watching the On My Way podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share this video.